0: Mission Control, we are go for spitballing. Three, two, one, here we go! Welcome to the Spitballing with Ecom Elite podcast. Spending time dropping knowledge from luxury locations all around the world. world. It's seven-figure entrepreneurs, John Snively and Chris Keith. Keith, with the inside scoop on how to really obtain freedom through e-commerce. Get ready to learn how to make money online with your hosts, Todd and Chris. So, let's get started. Hello everybody, Chris Keith here again with you for another episode of Spitballing with Chris and Todd. What are we going to discuss today? In this episode and the next few that I will be conducting, I will be talking about a rather broad and admittedly nebulous concept of mindset. I think we've all heard this before. You need the right mindset when we're talking about business and succeeding in business, succeeding in life. And I would dare say, I would go far as to say that forget about even succeeding. I would say generally uh, surviving in life. This, this day-to-day thing that we do wandering around our planet you need a particular mindset, and you need a reasonably good mindset, and that is again, as as discussed, it's rather broad. It's a difficult concept to quantify, but I think there are some commonalities that are are simple and can be implemented every single day in order to to better reach the level of success that you desire, and that's a critical component we're going to talk about today. Actually, that is that you. Desire. I believe that is a fundamental uh, aspect of, of success or mindset that is not discussed enough. It's what you base your success on, how you measure your success. We're going to talk about two things today. As I said, the next few episodes will be about mindset. And this one is going to be about the why we do what we do, as well as the frame of reference for what we do. And let me explain. The why is critically important. We can we can set out to achieve a goal. We can set out to take a hike up a mountain and, and reach the top. That's a smaller, more measurable, very clear, delineated succeed or fail. Success or failure is based on did I reach the top or didn't I? Do you need a super compelling why for that other than I'm going out for a walk? And if you fail at that, does that really bother you too much? I mean, if we're talking about Everest, okay. But I think for the vast majority of us, even if it's an aggressive walk, even if it's an all-day thing, if someone were to go out and maybe summit um, where I live here in New Hampshire, we've got some five and 6,000-foot mountains. Well, like we have a lot of them. We have a 6,000-plus footer, Mount Washington, but there are many, many, many 4,000-footers, dozens of them. And succeeding or failing there. Is that a huge deal if you set out for a day, you start at the bottom, you got your plan, you want to go to the peak? Ah, it's not a big deal. Again, the why is I want to get to the top. When we're talking about success, though, when it comes to business, when it comes to creating and starting a business and succeeding in a business, the why becomes particularly important. What causes this? the 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 challenge with the business side of what we're talking about, unlike the mountain where it's very clear, we go up, we go down, we see the top, we made it or we didn't. When we're talking about business, we've got to understand the why we're doing what we're doing because that or those things, that thing will be what drives us. It will give us the reason to continue. We all know Obstacles are aplenty in life. Just making it through the day, obstacles are all over the place. So the challenge is, how do we push through those obstacles? And there may be a collective rolling of eyes and go, yeah, well, yeah, I know. Just got to keep on going. Just do it. No matter how many times you fall down, you pick yourself back up. Good advice for sure. But when we're talking about timelines that we're discussing, we're not even talking about You're in an MMA fight or a boxing match or, you know, some hand-to-hand combat where, again, much like climbing a mountain, those are clearly defined and relatively, if I was getting beat on, it wouldn't be short, but relatively short period of time. You succeed or you fail. You know, I've only got three minutes, 10 minutes, maybe I've got an hour in a sporting competition or two hours. Not much more than that ever because it's so strenuous, but I need to pick myself up and keep going great advice for those shorter bursts of time and you've got a smaller project. I need I need to I've got a I've got to in our case of the e-com elite community, I need to call 10 suppliers and secure three or four price lists for my products. Or I need to source private label products and I need to find five good ones that I can test to find a winner. Perfect. Again, those are very small short bursts can be done quickly. I'm just going to push through it. Maybe I have an obstacle. So I'm going to see this through and I'm going to overcome that obstacle. The why is less critical there in, in, the, in the smaller kind of microcosm of the business. I'm talking about the bigger, longer, one month, quarterly, annual, two-year goals that we have and direction that we're going that needs that engine that drives us. We have to have the why we've got, that's what's going to keep, that's what's going to keep us going because I, I guess the, the, to compare it to the automobile, it's, it's like a, it's like the fuel, right? I mean, that really is the longer term thing that keeps us going. We have a flat tire. We're going to fix that tire. We move on easy obstacle. We see it. It's right there. We're talking about the, the, the longer term stuff. The gasoline is is the why it's the thing that's going to take us the distance it's going to take us the furthest when we fail once or twice or three times usually we can kind of overcome that hurdle when it comes to success or failure in business in an online business in a brick and mortar business and whatever we're doing the obstacles are many and they're longer term and they are constant they are constant and. This is something that's forgotten so often when we talk about starting a business. I'm going to start my business, and I'm going to make some profit, and there we go. Yes and no. Yes, that is the case, but the problems don't stop. In fact, interestingly enough, they actually get bigger, and they get harder. Now, people just starting out may be thinking, oh, good Lord, don't tell me that. The difference, though, is those that have been at something for a year or two or three and they've broken through some level of success, and that's my next point, the framework, but once they've broken through that success and they've been able to overcome, those problems become a little easier to solve, and they sort of become little bits of armor that you're actually putting on yourself, not letting them beat you down. What gets us through, though, those in those early days, and even even the really, really big ones later on down the road, someone's been at, you know, they've got a successful business of 500,000 bucks, a million, 10 million, 100 million. What then allows us to get to the really big ones? Well, that comes back to the why. Why do we do what we do? So I implore you to explore in yourself what is it for a why that you have? And that, that why has to be deeply ingrained in you. When we talk about, when you hear people talking about going to the gym and exercising, when we decide, well, I want to lose weight, what's the, the most difficult thing uh, people would choose for losing weight for a reason to get fit? Uh, something really surface. I want to look good for other people. My goodness, not a great why. We may feel better about ourselves. Sure, that's fine. But is that a longer term Why? Is that a good enough reason? That's really gonna get us through. It may, it may be good for while we're working out, maybe. But is that gonna get us on that cold morning when it's five a.m.? Is that really gonna get us out of bed? I don't. I don't think so. Pro- probably not. A more compelling, deeply ingrained. Maybe you have children, and maybe you've been diagnosed with uh, you're pre-diabetic, or you, you're, you're diabetic. You have type uh, uh, type one diabetes, or you have got type two diabetes. You've got you've got something going on where I have to do this now so I can survive another day for my kids, for my family to be there because that disease in particular is something that I can say, well, I've got that, I can handle that with either drugs or 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 diet and exercise, but I need to exercise. That's pretty that I mean that's truly life or death, right? There's a compelling why there. I need to be there for my family. It would it would behoove all of us it would behoove you to find that why deep down inside yourself, beyond well, I want to get a new car. Uh, I want I, I want to go on a trip. I want to again all good motivators for sure. And I love I love those that go out there and have the vision board and you know I want the I want the lake house and I want to have um, a really awesome sports car. I want to take that trip to Tahiti. I, I see I, I I've seen some ever since I was a kid. I saw those you know cool uh, documentary on it. and I want to go. Perfect, but the real why there, those are so surface and intangible. And pardon me, I don't judge you if those are really the only reasons you're doing that. That's okay. That's okay if that is your why, if it's truly your why and it drives you. Fair enough. But I think the bigger picture for a majority of folks, that why is is good, but it's surface and smaller. I suggest we find the why that's deeper, the deeper meaning behind it, Um, the things like. Uh, I left my job because I realized I'm doing things for someone else's business. And I realized that my time, my personal time spent on someone else's company is the same amount of time if I put it into my business, granted there are risks, but if I put that same time in, I could dictate where I traveled, when I traveled. I realized when I put time into my business, if I improved my systems and i improved my work rate by 25 or 50 or 100% in my own business i yield virtually all of those rewards in my regular position that i was in in a in a salaried job i realized my role was to be better and faster and do more i realized though i was actually making as i improved less and less and less yet the company was improving more and more and more my why was I needed to do that for myself because I couldn't justify taking time away from my son's soccer games and and events at school and things like that for someone else's benefit. That was my why. It drove me to do what I did to succeed, have what I have now, and continue to, to succeed. When I took a trip recently to a, uh, China, I took a sourcing trip. Something happened at home. There was an issue at home. I needed to be home quickly. So I cut the, the trip uh, short a day early. Would have been very, very hard. Not that my previous companies weren't understanding, but that would have been very hard to do. There's just the general undertone of, well, uh, yeah, I guess you can go home. I know an emergency. Go do your thing. That's fine. But in the back of my head, whenever that stuff happened, I'd always have the, yeah, but I'm, you know, I'm being judged or that's sort of, well, that did happen. So you've got to make up the time somewhere else. I have no problem doing those things. Now when I can judge, I can spend my time. I'm not judged other than by myself. My why is my family time, my time spent for my returns, period. And that's a why for everything that I do now, the more I do now, the more I can have financially, that's fine, but I've got my time is my time. That's my why, and that's, that's the, my personal reason why I do what I do. Find your why. Family, friends, freedom for whatever you're doing, uh, income is great, but that leads to my next point, the framework, the framework under which we operate. Okay, The why is critically important, but we also have to understand a framework of success. So what does this mean? When we judge ourselves, let's go back to the mountaintop example. That's a pretty easy one. I won or I lost. I succeeded or I failed. It's not very often that I personally go out on my walk uh, in my backyard virtually. It's a short ride up the road here. Um, There's a a Mount Kearsarge, cool place. It's only about 3,500, 3,800 feet, I think, something like that. It's a fun climb, a couple hours. Uh, it's pretty rare that I, well, pretty rare. It never happens that I walk up there with with my son, we take a walk, or I'll go up there and and stand on the top and go, man. And then I start to beat myself up. I I don't say, gosh, but this isn't the K2 or the Matterhorn, or this isn't Mount Everest, or this isn't Kilimanjaro. I don't do that. I, I, I would never, it just never even enters my mind, like, well, this is good, but look at those gals and look at those guys that are doing, I mean, those women that summit that mountain, how awesome is that? That man that summited that, it just doesn't matter to me. Yet we do this all the time in our personal lives with business and success and failure all around us, and I find that fascinating. Well, I'm not as good as that person. I'm not as good as, oh, I don't have those things. We do it constantly. And and for better or worse, it drives a lot of our consumer economy. Well, I I don't have a car that good. I mean, car ads are famous for this. Well... This is the new car, and, you know, if you don't have this one, and, you know, you see that's kind of joking about it. Look at that hoopty, and look at that guy's car, and look at that woman's got that terrible-looking old late model, you know, two- or three-year-old car. Who wants that? We're constantly judging ourselves, or we're judged against others. So it's the frame of reference. Let me give you a personal example with 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 my success. Um I like to measure my success based on what I'm most comfortable with, my own frame of reference. I've got friends of mine, a good friend who's quite successful, was successful in his own right in a medical company, and now um, does internet marketing and Amazon sales and a number of different things. Very successful. Owns exotics, exotic cars, currently a Ferrari, and and has owned planes, private, flies private around the world. Um has had and looking to buy again a 55 plus foot yachts. I mean, that's a, you know, very successful by any measure. If I constantly measured myself purely against that person, that would be a very hard um, challenge. That'd be a high bar to get over. Okay, that'd be super, super hard to do, right? Because I'm measuring myself against somebody else. I need my whys and I need to be okay with my successes, in the real real world, like my world's not a real world. In in the in the professional world, let's look elsewhere. A, a good one I looked up just the other day was um, there's a gentleman by the name. You don't hear about these names because they the almost made it. Um, according to many people, you look up uh, any number of websites who almost became rich, who almost. And we love, to, we love to see those stories, don't we? It's very odd. I don't know why we take such pleasure in these things. It's strange. Nolan Bushnell was his name. He actually was Steve Jobs' first boss at Atari, the video game company or software company. Uh, Nolan Bushnell actually turned down an opportunity to invest uh, in Apple. He had a chance to invest 50000 bucks into Apple. He turned it down. If he had said yes a third of that stock of apple stock would have been his a third that's worth today about give or take between 480 500 million dollar a billion dollar million 480 to 500 billion dollars right now that's unbelievable right now does that person say oh i almost made it i could have made it measuring himself against the Steve Jobs and the own the, the Apple, the huge the huge multi billionaires, right? How how can you how can oh man I'm so close. How can that person put their head on the pillow at night? Well, that that same person, look him up, has done some pretty cool things. He's, he started some funny businesses. He's he's a career entrepreneur, but he started in 1977, started Chuck E. Cheese. Here in the United States, it's a kind of a fun thing for kids or uh, video games and pizza and arcade and that kind of stuff. Very popular, successful chain here. In 2000, just as recently as 2012, one of his recent things was um, Brain Rush. It started in 2010, and over the course of four or five years, created this uh, language learning, uh, particularly in this case Spanish, 2,200 teachers, 80,000 students. They were able to increase the learning speed of Spanish by eight to 10 times over traditional learning. What a cool business that is. And think of the impact that has. As opposed to consumer products, you've got the ability to learn language faster. Does someone just kind of turtle up and say, well, I missed my chance. I could have been huge. I'm no Steve Jobs to have that kind of stuff. No, we can't. We have to have our own frame of reference for our own success. That's it. We can't measure ourselves, should not measure ourselves against anybody else. And that circles back to our why. We need that compelling why that drives us. And we need to pay close attention to our own frame of reference. If we're measuring ourselves, I don't have this, so I'm not successful yet. I see this a lot in our Facebook group, the Ecom Elite Facebook group. And you—you you, depending on where you're coming from or where you're hearing us, if you're hearing us for the first time, you may see this in groups that you're involved in. You may hear people say it um in person at a trade show or a conference or even around the office well i i'm not as successful as other people here but here's a question well i'm not as i'm not as big or not as far along as others and i understand that reaction that's kind of a an intro to sharing information but i want us to be always careful about that none of that matters none of that matters where you start how you start You've got to have your own frame of reference, your own basis for which success is measured. Do your thing, run your race, have your measurements. Everything else be darned. None of it matters. So climbing the mountain, you get to the top of the hill for your weekend walk. Maybe it's 15 minutes. Maybe it's four hours. Maybe it's 10 hours. Maybe it's a couple days. Rare is it the occasion we stand there and go, yeah, that's not that good. It wasn't as good as we don't do that. Same thing in business. Well, I am only producing about $50,000 a month in revenue in my Amazon business. And I'm plowing a lot of it into my business so I don't take a lot of profit yet. Who cares? What are you measuring that against? That doesn't matter. And then roll that back to your why that allows you to keep going, to keep building it and growing it to however big you want to. If 50K a month and you're is, is the revenue target that you like and you're able to put into your bank account $2,000, Unencumbered, in profit, beyond as a part-time job. If that's your measurement, that is your measurement. Rock it. Be darn proud of it because that is more than probably ninety percent of the folks to try to do anything, either online or as a second business. That that to take twenty-four thousand bucks and pop it into a savings account. Imagine what that that number does in a year, five years, ten years, twenty years down the road. That's a staggering amount of income if you just put it in a, into a simple fund. If that's all you're doing. If you're looking to say, well, now I'm at $100,000 a month in revenue and I'm banking 5 or $10,000 a month because I want to use that money to 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 purchase apartment buildings to give myself passive income of 5 or $10,000 a year because at 45 I'm going to retire and then I want to make sure that real estate holdings are giving me 5k or 10k per month passive income. Well, perfect. That's your measuring stick. If it's I want to be so big that I want to buy a 100-foot yacht and tour the world, great your measuring stick find your reason why to do that go out and get it and measure against your success and your success success only that's the mindset to attach yourself to that's the beginning thoughts of where we're going to go with this next couple conversations on mindset um, the next one we're going to cover is is the the obstacle and the goal setting portion of mindset so i'm looking forward to that as well so thank you very much for taking the time to join me as always Look forward to talking to you in the next episode.